Hey everyone and welcome back to Unknown Serial Killer. Welcome to season four. Thank you guys so much for coming in each and every week and tuning in into a new episode is very appreciated. As always, we are here to talk about serial killers and unknown serial killers, obviously, and to find out their backstory and what makes them tick. If you haven't listened to the last episode in season three, please go check it out because you do not want to miss it or any of them. As always, viewers' discretion is advised because we are talking about murder, violence, and possible drug use. To start off season four, we are talking about the Texas killing fields. It's not actual a serial killer, but it's the field where they dumped the bodies. The Texas Killing Fields is a 25-acre patch of land in League City, Texas, situated a mile from the Interstate Highway 45 and approximately 26 miles southeast of Houston. Since the early 1970s, 30 bodies of murder victims have been found within the Killing Fields area. They were mainly the bodies of girls or young women. Furthermore, many young girls have disappeared from this area. The girls' bodies are still missing. It is believed that many of the murders are the work of multiple serial killers. Most of the victims were aged 12 to 25 years. Some share similar physical features, such as similar hairstyles. Despite efforts by the League City, Texas Police, along with the assistance of the FBI, very few of these murders have been solved, and, these, and those that have been solved were predicted on confessions given by prisoners or confessions given under duress from the police. We're going to get into some of these victims. Brenda Jones, 14, resided in Gallowstone, Texas, last seen July 1st, 1971. Last seen on her way to visit her aunt. Her body was found in Gallowstone Bay near Pelican Island the next day. Colette Wilson, 13, resided in Alvin, Texas, last seen June 17th, 1971. Disappeared on County Road 99 and Highway 6 after she was dropped off by her band director. Her body was found five months later near the Attics Reservoir near the body of Gloria Gonzalez. Rhonda Johnson, 14, resided in Webster, Texas, went missing August 14, 1971. Last seen walking with Sharon Shaw along Seawall Boulevard in Galveston. Her skeletal remains were found in a marsh near Clear Lake, and she wasn't found until January 3rd, 1972. Sharon Shaw, age 13, lived in Webster, Texas, disappeared August 4th, 1971. Last seen walking with Rhonda Johnson along Seawall Boulevard in Galveston. Her skull was found in Clear Lake, and the rest of her remains were recovered in a marsh nearby along Alongside those of Rhonda Johnson, she was also discovered January 3rd, 1972. Gloria Gonzalez, age 19, lived in Houston, Texas, last seen October 28th, 1971. Last seen near her apartment on Jacqueline Street in Houston. Her severe remains were found near Addicts Reservoir in the same area as Colette Wilson. She was found November 23rd, 1971. Allison Craven, 12, resided in Houston, Texas, with missing November 9, 1971. Her mother reported her missing after finding Allison had disappeared 
from their apartment near I-45. After finding partial remains earlier on, they recovered the rest of her body in Pierland Field three months later, 10 miles away from her home. She was discovered February 25, 1972. Debbie Ackerman, age 15, resided in Gavelstone, Texas, last seen November 15, 1971. Last seen accepting a ride near an island ice cream shop with Maria Johnson. Her body was found bound and partially nude in Turner's Bayou along with her friend Maria. She was discovered November 17, 1971. Maria Johnson, 15, resided in Gavelstone, Texas, went missing November 15, 1971. Last seen accepting a ride near Island Ice Cream Shop with Debbie Ackerman. Her body was found bound and partially nude in Turner's Bayou along with her friend Debbie. Her body was found November 17, 1971. Kimberly Pitchford, 16, residing in Houston, Texas, went missing January 3rd, 1973. Last seen at Doby High School while she was there for a driving test. Her body was found in a ditch two days later. Susan Bowers, 12, residing in Gavelstone, Texas, went missing May 21st, 1977. Last seen walking between the 400 block of Avenue S to 3100 block of Avenue P at 1045. Her skeletal remains were found two years later in Alta Lamo, Texas. Her body was found March 25, 1979. Brooks Bracewell, age 12, from Dickerson, Texas, last seen September 6, 1974. Last seen were Georgia Jeer at the U. Toman convenience store off of FM 517 and I-41. Her remains were identified along with Gloria Gears and Alvin, Texas Ditch. She was found on April 3rd, 1981. Georgia Gear 14, residing in Dickinson, Texas, went missing September 6, 1974. Last seen with Brooks Bracewell at U. Toman convenience store off of FM 517 and I-45. In 1976, some of her remains were found by police, but due to neglect, weren't identified as her until a new detective took over the case in 81 and re-examined the ditch where they were originally found. Michelle Garvey, age 15, resided in New London, Connecticut, last seen June 1st, 1982. Left her home in June 1982, possibly through her window. She is believed to have hitchhiked, but is unclear how she ended up in Texas. Her body was found hours after her death and was identified in 2014 after a WebSlew user suggested the match. She was found July 1st, 1982. Sandra Rambert, 14, resided in Santa Fe, Texas, went missing October 26, 1983. Last seen at her home in Santa Fe, Texas, she was determined to be missing due to the fact that the front door was left open, food was in the oven, and her purse and coat were still in the house. Her case is believed to be linked to the string of murders and disappearances in the area, but she is still yet to be found. Laura Miller, 16, League City, Texas. She's from September 10, 1984 was the last time she was seen. Last seen at the same convenience store, Heidi. Faye was last seen at a year earlier using a payphone to call her boyfriend. Her remains were found 60 feet away from police, where police had found Heidi Faye the year before. The murderers of Laura and Heidi and five other girls 
including two identified female murder victims, gave Infamy to colder roads and the views surrounding it. And the list goes on and on and on. Tamara Fisher, 15, residing in Houston, Texas, went missing February 1st, 1966, last seen at a teen club with her friend Lynette Dibbs and a 22-year-old companion. Her body was found two days later near Lynette's off the side of a dirt road near Cleveland, Texas. They had both been shot to death, but police suspected to be different people. And definitely the list goes on and on and on. So we have some suspects. Michael Lloyd Self, in 1972, a gas station operated and convicted sex offender from Galveston, Michael Lloyd Self, became a suspect in the murder of Rhonda Johnson and Sharon Shaw after hours of interrogation. Self confessed to the murders. He was taken to the district prison, later aiding with locating the bodies. In the following months, he retracted his confession, claiming that he had been tortured into confessing with the interrogators suffocating with a plastic bag, burning him with cigarette butts, and a radiator, as well as being assaulted by police chief Don Morris. Nevertheless, on September 18, 1974, Self convicted of killing Shaw and received a life imprisonment term, despite the fact that his confession showed great deprecations concerning the victim's clothing, the date of the murders, the location of the bodies, how they were killed, and various other details. Three years later, in 1976, Don Morris and his deputy, Tommy Deal, were arrested and convicted of various crimes, including torture and other misconduct against detainees. Morris was sentenced to 55 years, while Deal to 30. After this, Self regularly applied for appeal, but was rejected every time. Michael Self died on December 21, 2000, still in custody. It was only after his death that a number of police officers, including the former Harris County District Attorney, stated their belief that Self was wrongly convicted. So these two cops just wanted to pin a crime on this guy because he was already a criminal. Edward Howard, Edward Harold Bell, an investigation by the League City Police and the FBI in the 1970s identified another local resident, Edward Harold Bell, a known exhibitionist as a suspect. He had been arrested at least 12 times on the charges of showing his genitals to children but each time avoiding imprisonment, Bell lived on a property near the beach in Galveston where he was a silent partner of a surf shop. He even knew two of the victims, Debbie Ackerman and Maria Johnson, who frequently visited the store. In the mid-1970s, he acquired a plot of land in Dickinson and lived near the place where two more victims, Brooke Bracewell and Georgia Gere, were last seen alive. In 1978, Bell while masturbating on the street in front of a group of teenage girls, he was confronted by 26-year-old former Marine Larry Dickinson while his mother called the police. Ooh, man. In 1998, Bell wrote several letters to the Harris County attorney confessing to the murders of five girls in 1971 and six more between 1974 and 77. He stated that he did not remember the names of most of his victims, but confidently stated that he had killed Deborah Ackerman Marie Maria Johnson, Colette Wilson, and Kimberly Pitchfork, as well as two others. Despite this, Bell was never charged with these murders since no evidence biologically or otherwise incriminated him. He was remaining a prime suspect until his death in April 2019. Mark Stallings. In 2013, Mark Rowland Stallings, a convicted kidnapper serving a lifetime, confessed to killing a girl in 91 
and later dumping her body in the fields, later identified as Donna. At the time of the murder, Stallings was living and working in League City and was near the home of some of the girls who went missing and were later found dead. Despite the fact that his testimony shows great consistency with details, he hasn't been charged with any murders yet, but remains a suspect in the murders of Donna and Audrey Cook, as well as two unrelated murders in Fort Bend County. It's ridiculous. Crystal Jean Baker's case. In April 2012, 16-year-old Crystal Jean Baker's beaten, raped, and strangled body was found. Kevin Edison Smith was arrested and convicted of her murder. In 2009, Smith had been arrested on a drug charge in Louisiana. At about the same time, a detective tested Baker's dress for DNA. A match was confirmed using advanced technology. A jury deliberated for about 30 minutes and found Smith guilty. He was sentenced to life in prison. It's great that they found some of these actual killers, and I, I love this. In May 1997, William Lee Reese was arrested for the kidnapping and attempted murder of 19-year-old Sandra Sipo from Webster. The following year, he was found guilty and convicted, receiving a 60-year imprisonment term. In 2015, his DNA was matched to the killer of 19-year-old Tiffany Johnston, who was found murdered in Oklahoma in 1997. After his revelation, Reese confessed to killing Jessica Kane and Kelly Cox, leading the investigators to the body's burial site. He has been suspected of kidnapping and killing Laura Smithers and confessed in 2016 to Friendswood police that he did kill her. Recently, last year, Reese was convicted of Johnson's murder and sentenced to death. The following year, he was extradited to Texas and was convicted of the murderers of Smithers, Kane, and Cox, receiving a life term after pleading guilty to each of the three murders. I love how they found some of the killers for these girls that they found in the fields. That's literally a great outcome. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode of season four. Please come back and tune in next week as we talk about more serial killers and what makes them tick. As always, like I tell you guys, please be nice to people. You never know who they kill. See you guys next week.